Hey everybody, welcome in to the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more order when you download the Total Beverage app or go to totalbeverage.com today. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Going to work crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. And welcome to the BSN Avalanche podcast. Coming to you live today. A thirsty Thursday, as I might call it, from Bender's Bar and Grill, the very best sports bar in all of Westminster, Colorado, the best hockey bar subset of that. Six framed original six jerseys that I'm looking at to my left right now. I have a Claude Lemieux original game-worn jersey hanging above me. I have Avalanche banners. I have even a story that I wrote. For a certain newspaper that I yeah, once worked for, we got Mar- Minnesota North Stars, Hartford Whalers. We got guys in maroon jerseys from like the 1920s with hockey sticks up there. Uh, welcome, folks. Adrian Dater hosting today from Bender's Bar and Grill. Come on out here for day and night hockey specials. They've got everything under the sun you could want to eat and drink. They've also got poutine, folks. Now let me tell you something. Poutine is on approximately 0.0001 of the menus in Colorado. It's on the menu here at Bender's. And I'd like to introduce again to our audience the person who makes it all possible here at Bender's, a former colleague of mine, longtime colleague at a certain former newspaper that we both worked at. His name is Jim Armstrong Owner and proprietor of Bender's, Jim, thanks for having me at the l- wonderful place you have. What's been going on? What's the uh, what's the latest on the Avs? What do you got for odds coming up on uh, on the amount? <laughs> you know, a month ago I thought you were covering a good team, Adrian. Now I'm like, what in the world? <clears throat> take I, take the Avs plus two fifty. Very very concerned about the Avs. Very concerned. If they don't make the playoffs, heads are gonna roll. We uh, we can talk about this. Yeah, the Avs are uh, one night after losing another game to the Minnesota Wild. They have the worst record in in the league since December third, Jim. Uh, the worst. I'm not surprised. I mean, you watch some of the games. What's your what's your take on what's going on? I, I, I don't know what to think. I mean, they've been. I mean, I don't know what else they can do. Now the goaltending's falling apart. They've been tweaking the lines. Uh, I mean, and this we sit in here at Benders and. We don't have hockey fans that come in here. We have hockey zealots. We have hardcore <laughs> life and death hockey fans, and they sit in here and analyze every line, everything that's going wrong. I mean, it's all I hear about anymore. But frankly, it's shocking. Yeah. I mean, think about two, three weeks into the season, they were being painted out, painted as, look out, this is the up and coming team. McKinnon's yeah. arrived, this and that. Yeah. Everything's going well for the Abs and. It, it's just seemingly a matter of weeks, and it's just all falling apart. I, I don't know how they're going to turn around. I really don't. Well, I mean, the only thing that saved them is they've, they're still in the second wild card spot in the in the Western Conference. So they're right on the line as we enter the All-Star break. They don't play again until next Saturday. They have not only the All-Star break coming up, <clears throat> but a bye week that every team gets. So this is their bye week coming up. Uh, they've got a lot of time to contemplate this, but... The only thing that saved them from not being in the top eight is a lot of the teams right next to them have been losing, too. I mean, that really happens in the West Conference where teams lose a lot together, uh, but it's happened. 
So they're still in the playoffs if the season ended today. 32 games to get it right, but you're right. I don't. So I'm not feeling the too good. Or the season they would. Well, they would. They better root in the season ending today. Yeah. <laughs> get the all-star break. I mean, unfortunately, Gary Bettman has other ideas. Uh, but yeah, it's you know we're gonna talk more on this and podcast. I'll refer to you, Adrian, on what the heck they can do at the trade deadline. Uh, you know, maybe they need a veteran presence that they could bring in here and get for relatively cheap. No. Maybe a guy at the end of his contract, something like that. I mean, but they need to shake things up somehow. They. They are not going to trade any of their prized young assets. No draft picks, no top prospects. There's not going to be any. Uh, Isn't there a team out there that might want to unload the last few months of a big contract? Of course there are. Yeah, there's always a handful of guys like that. But but they're also going to want something for them, you know. And the Avs aren't going to give up prospects yet. I mean, they're going to be patient another year. They have a couple prospects that are going to be playing probably within a couple months, maybe even Connor Timmins, Kale McCarr, two prized defensemen. And I'm going to talk more about Timmins and what's going on with him and probably in the next segment. Uh, and then they have the first-round pick that they own of the Ottawa Senators, which would still likely be a lottery pick the season ended Seemingly today. Seemingly a great trade, but we'll see. It's It's been a very good trade, basically. I mean, Matt Duchesne has had a better year than he did you know, last year, and he's a pretty good player right now. So how about this? Here's what I've been thinking. How about, what do they need most on this team forward-wise? They need a number two center, right? What is Matt Duchesne, a number two center? Who's going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer? Matt Duchesne. Why not make bygones be bygones and go out and sign him? Stranger things have happened. Yeah, they have, have. I mean, they how have many happened. times have you heard players say, hey, it's a business, you can't make it personal? Well, right. of course, GMs, coaches, players, they do make it personal. Uh, they're around each other all year long. Familiarity breeds contempt, as the old saying goes. Yeah. So things can go south. But, yeah, I mean, if the money's right, he's exactly what they need. I, I wouldn't see any issues in the locker room. Well, I think there might have been if this trade were done earlier, but I don't think players have the luxury of talking about locker room chemistry century, when you're not in the playoffs. 21st century athletes get over themselves exactly, real fast. They exactly. They, exactly. They don't expect... <clears throat> To spend their entire career with one team, you, they, you just don't see that yeah. anymore. Yeah. So today's athletes are different than they were in the previous generation. And if it's like, hey, if he can help us, there won't be one guy with an issue in that locker room. Yeah. Now, Duchesne may feel like he got screwed over by the Avs somehow, and he may not ever want to sign here. That part, I don't know. And I if, did talk to him. If the money's right, he's going to forget about it. Yeah, he's going to forget. Really. <laughs> exactly. And he loved the Avs as a kid, and he's... You know, he's... And if the money's right... Not? I mean... And did I mention, and if the money's right? Hey, listen, yes, I know <laughs> it. I mean, how many times did Liz Taylor and uh, Richard Burton get back together, right? I mean, you know, reconciliations happen. This is this is no biggie. This is, you know, get back together. Things can still work out, I think. I do. I think that this is a... Are you big, officially on the soapbox about this? I am a Duchesne little bit. back to the Yeah, edge. I am, because it wouldn't cost well, them anything, There'd be see? a mutiny at Bender's, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> There's this contingent. I won't mention any names. <laughs> There's a real-life contingent here of guys like They were like, get rid of Duchesne. Yeah. They were just tired of yeah. his act. But you know what? Again, even they'd get over it. I, I think clear need, guy they're familiar with, yeah. uh, a, a very good player. I don't know if you'd say ever say great. I don't know if he's ever been the player they thought he was going to be, but yeah, I a don't, very good player. A very good player. I don't think you would say they weren't term great either, but, uh, you know, he's yet to sign with Ottawa. Uh, his agent met last week with, with the team, and they don't they still don't have a deal. Uh, eight years, $64 million is the rumored price tag. That's $8 million a year for those of us who still didn't flunk math, which, you know, eight times eight, 64. Uh, problem with that is... You give him that money, and then your other big young stars, yeah. a year or two later, yeah, yeah, come to the go. end of their deals. What are you, <laughs> you going to give McKinnon if you give I just, him 64? I just thought of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, scratch that. That's trouble. Well, McKinnon can't be a free agent, though, for another four years. Yeah, so but still. He's locked into his deal at 6.3. You know, That's all he can make, and you can't renegotiate. Oh, the poor news. guy. I know, the poor guy. <clears throat> uh, but, no, I... Got a family to support, like uh, Latrell Sprewell. <laughs> He's got that yacht in the Milwaukee Harbor burns up a lot of gas. <laughs> Jim, I know you've you've seen, you know, you were sports writer starting at what year and what age? I know that it goes would be back. 1978. 
I was a snot-nosed 21-year-old punk. 21. Wow. I still am a punk, but now I'm just a little older. For which paper again? Uh, that would be the uh, bastion of journalistic excellence known as the Janesville Gazette. <laughs> Home okay. of uh, the Speaker of the House. Okay. Nancy. That's where she's from? Former Speaker of the oh, House. Okay. Oh, okay. Former, that guy. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. That guy. All right. Mr. Ryan. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Paul Ryan. I was going to say, Bonner, uh, what's his name? Brunner? Bonner? What the hell? I can't. He was made such an impact on my life. I can't remember his name. The old guy. But we're not here to talk about Yeah, politics. we're not here to talk right, politics. Adrian, right, Adrian, because I know right. if I leave the window open, you will talk. <laughs> no, I won't. I, I actually, no, I won't. I hate politics, no. Uh, you hate politicians. Yeah, well, yeah, I think a I lot of I know which ones specifically. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you'd be surprised at how uh, maybe I've evolved politically. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're not talking politics. 1970, I remember you were saying you covered the Milwaukee Brewers right out of college. I mean... The first job. I still World love hearing series about against the Cardinals. Yeah, you covered the 1982 Brewers. I did. Wow. I did. Unbelievable. I did. They would have won the World Series easily. If not for Pete Bukovic's bad arm, right? He had a torn rotator, yeah. and Raleigh Fingers had a torn yeah. uh, muscle yeah. in his forearm. He lost, They lost both of Bukovic. But here's the story of that World Oh, my God, we're getting off track. No, here. no. It's the story of that World Series. And a reason I've always said Don Sutton was at best a borderline Hall of Famer, a numbers accumulator, if you will. They brought him in, if you remember, for the stretch drive that year. One for one reason, win us the World Series. He lost twice in the World Series to the immortal Cooperstown bound or not, John Stuper. That's right. Remember that name? Yeah. Sutton squared off against John John, Stuper twice. No, Stuper. Oh, John Tudor was a different guy. Oh, this, that's John see, you just made my point. Oh, I didn't know. I forgot was, about Stuper. He just had a flash in the pan, and he beat Sutton twice in that World Series. Oh no, I right, forgot. Now I'm about rambling. That. And get off my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim, we worked at a certain newspaper together, probably for what 20, 20 something you can't years. Never post on this. Oh, I guess uh, I can okay. say it. Yeah, I guess I can say it. Voice of the Rocky Mountain. I'm, Empire, I'm uh, weird, like you know me. I'm, I'm, I was never a very uh, pacifistic competitor, though, as you may recall, I was, I was, I used to get so mad when I'd see the Rocky Mountain News sold out at the at the checkout stand at King Supers or something, or let's say a box of theirs was empty and ours was had papers in it. That I would always take a, you know, I'd always have a couple bucks usually in my pocket, so I would take those two dollars and buy eight copies of the Post, however many it took to to sell as many quarters as I had in my pocket because I would get so upset that the Rocky Mountain News was selling maybe more that day. That, and that's how nutty a I used to be. loyal foot soldier <clears throat> in the newspaper war. And I got treated so well at the end of, for all my loyalty. But anyway, that's a Dominic show. Uh, yeah, back to the ass. I, I'm worried. I'm definitely worried. See, I think you've seen teams when they lose chemistry uh, somehow, some way. And well, you know what, what do you think is the all number one? Teams I do it. For yeah. a two, three, think? four games, it happens. You have yeah. little lulls in the schedule yeah. where you're just not playing well. Right. It's not clicking. This, this is that. two months now. Somebody almost. has a minor injury or two here. It happens. You know, right. you don't get through 82 games right. without stuff happening. You don't just. It's not a hey, we're starting to have success. <clears throat> it's this linear ascension into being a great team. No, there's ups and downs, peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows. But Adrian, it's gone on too long. Yeah. This yeah. isn't a week or two. This has gone on too long. This team's got issues, and I do believe. And again, I, I don't. I'm not privy to one thing, other than I know Joe Sackett. He's a hell of a competitor. He isn't going to watch this much longer without making some kind of move. Well, I do think that there will be some kind of move. I mean, the 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 thing that I think could still happen that may make a big quote unquote trade is trading Tyson Berry for a forward. Uh, because well, they have replacements for you know you got young defensemen coming up. Well, so they do, and that's that's still something that I monitor almost every day and hear, try to hear what's going on. I still think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a last minute kind of trade if the Avs do it, because I think they're going to wait till the very last day to see what their record is, yeah. to see what they really need, and you still have over a month for that to happen. February 25th is the trade deadline. Yeah, I've seen it before. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it is very scary it's gone on this long, but you can right the ship. Yeah. But yeah. you say Tyson Berry, and 
I, I could envision him not being a piece of the quote-unquote core here for years to come. That doesn't shock me. But you've got extra draft choices, extra yeah. draft uh, inventory, if you will. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they, if they want to make something happen. The, the other side of the equation is a veteran guy that Joe Sackick might be in love with may become available at the last minute. His yeah. team may be looking at it going, hey, we're not playing very well. Let's see what happens three, four weeks from now. So you just don't know. Absolutely. There have been a lot of trades the Avs have made in the last uh, couple of decades since they've been here that have happened literally at the 11th hour. Right. That's right. And and they will be so dependent on what their record is. Everything's so close. They're probably not going to be that far out of it, or they're probably not going to be that far ahead of a playoff spot. So I'm sure they're really thinking hard about what the, for either scenario. You know, there's certain guys out there uh, that could be available. There are forwards that have some talent, but most of them are going to be free agents at the end of the year. You don't want to give up too much. This isn't the Avs of 1997 or 6 where they could go out and get, you know, 2001, where they could get a Rob Blake, a, a, a Ray Bork, deal off all those picks, and then try to win right now even they just they're not that close either way well adrian i mean i think you got different talking about winning right now well what does that mean i mean i do think there's a lot to be said for the abs making the playoffs and conversely if they don't make the playoffs after the start they had uh that would really really be a tough sell in denver for a team that let's face it in recent years it's been up and down attendance wise not very good i know so i mean if you got to bring in a piece so you can make the playoffs and roll the dice and say to yourself, well, uh, let's bring this guy in. We're pretty confident we'll make the playoffs. Let's see what happens once we get there. There's a lot of validity to that, even though he may not be a guy who, again, is going to be a long-term piece of the core. That's right. You know, they uh, they cannot sit by and, and just say, oh, well, you know, we're still young. We're dev-. You know, a lot of these guys have been here several years now. I mean, Landis Gug's been here several years. McKinnon's been, this is his, uh, what, fifth year, sixth year? I'm looking at a Landis Gog frame jersey. It says Calder 2012 on it. Yes. That was a while ago. It's a while ago, and these guys have to learn to win at some point, you know? So, well, Adrian, let's let's say for the sake of argument they don't make the playoffs. That is a full-fledged disaster. That is Armageddon for the Avs. I mean, I think that they'll still have really good stuff coming, and I still think next year... I never am that kind of guy who says anything about next year. I always want to win now. Next year should be the real year that they should be better team. But, and we'll get into this in the next segment, if they don't have any goaltending, doesn't matter how many guys they get. If they can't stop the puck, right now Semyon Varlamov, Philip Grubauer can't stop a puck. So... Awful there you go there. Next year, given how much beers are and, and how you much tickets are. You can't go out and draft a goalie that easily. You can't go out and trade for a goalie very easily. You have to just hope. If you draft a goalie, they usually take four, three to four or five years to develop. They don't they don't have a goalie in the system that they've really the developed. The thing is you can't, in today's sports world, given the economics of it all, and, and players get hurt, this happens, that happens, um, I mean, look at Duchesne. You never even know. O'Reilly, you want to go down that list yeah. of guys who you think maybe woulda, coulda, shoulda still be here, but they're not because, shall we say, stuff happens. Yeah. You can't assume your core is going to stay together for the next three, four, or five years. You just don't know. No. You can't pay all these guys. At some point, somebody's going to be grumbling about his contract, and that's just, that's just I guarantee it's going to happen with oh, this team in the next few years. Yeah. Well, you know, as Avs fans know, Miko Rantanen's contract is up after this year. He's not a free agent, but he's going to get market value. And right now, he's the second leading scorer in the league. Really? I didn't notice. And uh, he's 21 years old with a lot of talent, skill, and size. So, yeah, he's going to get paid. That's going to be at least $8 million a year. They have to keep him. Yeah, no, they they will keep him. They, They can't realistically even let him go. He has no place to go. He's a restricted free agent. I mean, some team could make an offer sheet for him, but then the Avs have the right to match. And and if they don't, they get, like, five first-round draft picks or four or whatever the number is now. Too many picks in They today's. got enough draft picks. <laughs> they need wins. <laughs> <laughs> they need two points tonight. All right, we're going to step aside here for our first break. Uh, Want to uh, remind everybody to come on out to Bender's Bar and Grill here in the Promenade in Westminster. 
across from the uh, fantastic shopping mall over there with the uh, stores, the movie theaters. Uh, you got a Western Hotel right here. That's that's a really nice hotel, also. But Bender's is tremendous. Uh, I got Fatheads over here. I got uh, looks like uh, Joe Sackick. And who's that guy on the lefty? I can't see his actually, face. You know who that is? Yeah, who's that? It, Duchesne. Oh, that's Matt Duchesne. Duchesne's actually. Just, we have it three of them. You can't see the one. Duchesne's still up. That's okay. kind of his uh, lasting legacy. Uh, I'll get a picture Joe of that. Joe actually signed his. Joe's, oh, he did? Joe's been known to come in here a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, we've had, through the years, we've had every big name Avs player has been in here one time or another. Oh, I didn't know. has been in a bunch of times. Not, not cool. last year or so. I'm not sure I've seen anybody. Foot's been in here a whole bunch of times. Really? Patrick Waugh back in the day. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Patrick came in here? Oh, yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's uh, Patrick Waugh. Tell you any good stories? Back in the day, I haven't seen him in years. Yeah. yeah. I tried to see him in Quebec because he's coaching there again, and I was back in Montreal for a game, and I, I put in all the requests and everything. Nothing. Crickets. I don't, I don't think his relationship with the Denver, anything Denver-related was too keen in his mind anymore. Uh, so anyway, all right, we're going to step aside here. Come back to segment number two. Talk some more abs. I want to talk a little bit about some trade rumor that popped up today on a nationally prominent columnist who uh, said that Nikita Zdorov may be on the trade block. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Connor Timmons. And uh, I know I talked to his uh, doctor the other day. Uh, while I can't divulge truly confidential patient information, uh, and he didn't give me that anyway. Uh, I can give you some background on what I think is going on based on my talk with him and uh, how they treat people with uh, with brain injuries now. So stick around and come on back to the next segment. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast brought to you by Bender's Bar and Grill. Green Mountain Dental has a long-standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices. Um, I have been a patient since I was which is in 1974. You know, my parents, myself, and now my children all go there. It's just a great place to be, very positive experience with them, definitely. New patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Also, all colored sport mouth guards start at just $25. The doctors will come out and visit with you, um, ask you how your family is doing, you know, just very friendly and family-oriented. It's just very comfortable to, to be there. That's GreenMountainDentalGroup.com. And welcome in to the second segment of the BSN Avalanche podcast. I'm your host today, Adrian Data. They used to call me in New Hampshire. You spell my, my name uh, backward. It actually says uh, Nerda Retad, which some, some people used to call me. So there you go. There's a little fun history for you in my politically incorrect days as a youth in New Hampshire. Uh, we're going to talk this segment about <clears throat> some stuff going on. I know you guys are a little curious. Today, Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts uh, written uh, blog, I guess you call it, um, mentioned an Avs trade rumor today. And first of all, I highly recommend uh, reading anything Elliot Friedman writes and listening to his 31 Thoughts podcast with Jeff Merrick. I mean, listen, uh, I try to give ourselves as much credit as I can. The, the best hockey podcast out there is 31 Thoughts uh, with Merrick and Friedman. Um, it's not even close, really. They are really good broadcasters. Uh, I consider both of them friends. Uh, tremendous, <clears throat> tremendously nice guys. Hardworking, super knowledgeable hockey guys. They just happen to be really fun to listen to as well. So we try to give you the, as much of that as we can here on the BSN Avalanche podcast. But uh, we know we're not professional broadcasters. I try, though. I'm, I'm working on it. Trying not to say uh as much. I'm trying not to breathe so heavy. I do have sinus issues that folks probably should know about. I don't know if I've ever said that, but I have, I have bad sinuses. So that sounds like I'm always kind of wheezing. But I'm also out of shape. Uh, so uh, that doesn't help either. Got to get back in the gym here. I was doing pretty good for a while and kind of let myself slip again. And the, the excuse I have is when I go out on the road, 
I start eating too much again. The late night food gets me. Uh, for instance, I was just on that last Avro trip in Canada. I was there for the last three games. And I stayed in really good Airbnbs. Fantastic. Highly recommend Airbnb now. One night I had this ridiculous basement apartment in Toronto. This really nice older couple living above me. Couldn't hear them once. Didn't make a sound. Full basement apartment. Bedroom. Washer, dryer. I even had a piano in my living room. $90 for the two nights. That includes taxes and cleaning fees. Incredible. But anyway, since I had my own kitchen, I got some food and I got myself some ribs that you can make. And next thing you know, I'm eating ribs at like 1 a.m., writing a podcast or blog, uh, you know, and stuff like that from Toronto. That's when the big guy here starts gaining some more weight can't do that i tried to tell myself i can't do that if you're gonna start going on the road again but it's it's too hard to avoid i really like to eat food too uh, but anyway elliot freeman today spun out there all of a sudden just kind of surprisingly like i think it was item number 19 in his 31 thoughts that the avalanche are going to listen for offers on nikita zadorov uh now i have not talked to elliot since reading that but if Elliot says it, then I'm going to pay a lot more attention to that. Um, Nikita Zadorov on the trade block would surprise me. And yet I can also think about the reasons why it, it wouldn't surprise me. So let's talk about this for a second. Do I think Nikita Zadorov is actively being shopped? I don't know for sure. I uh, hadn't heard that from people that I talked to. But if it just popped up recently, um, then uh, then I'm going to keep following it. But I, he said that the Avalanche would be listening on offers. Now, that's different possibly than being actively shopped, obviously. I mean, you can always tell GMs, hey, well, what do you give me for this guy? And you can laugh and or, or make a deal if, if you think it's a valid offer. But, you know, for it to be out there that the Avs are quote-unquote listening implies that you know they may be thinking of moving him somehow and i i had thought that big z sort of showed that he was a pretty valuable guy on the defense when he was absent for that you know like 11 games that he missed i thought he was very much missed by the abs as far as physicality goes as far as um, you know, some of his talents, his skills, his defensive abilities. He's played, 20, I think, 24 minutes last night against the Wild. Uh, I think he's played pretty well since coming back. I mean, he's never going to be, you know, Norris Trophy winner. He's got his limitations defensively, I think, when it comes to positioning and just his overall sort of uh, instincts, maybe defensively. Hopefully, maybe those get more and more evolved, but... You know, we all know that he's got some problems at times with the puck, puck decisions. Sometimes he's a little slow on his feet around the net. But he's, you know, he comes back that first game against Toronto and he made an immediate difference, I thought, with some physical play. The Az win that game. I thought he's a, 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 you know, a strong locker room presence with the team. Guys like him. He's funny. You know, he's got a personality to him. Uh, so I think he's a valuable member of the team, and it would, it would guess, I guess, be surprised if they wanted to move him. Uh, I know he's got it in the last year's deal. I know there was a mini holdout last time over his last deal. And, uh, you know, he's probably going to be thinking that he's worth, I don't know, 4 or $5 million a year next contract. I mean, that's probably a little high. $5 million is probably too high for what he's actually done. But if he's making 2.5 now, you know, I'm pretty pretty sure he's going to expect, you know, 3.5 to 4 on his next deal. If the Avs don't want to pay that, if they don't think he's worth it, and they're starting to listen to offers, then then that's then that's business. Uh, you know, I know that Kale McCarr and Connor Timmons are on their way. So if the Avs are taking the view that, all right, we've got McCarr, Timmons to add to Johnson, you know, Gerard, uh, Cole then, uh, you know, then I think they think they've got a pretty good top five there. Um, and that doesn't include Barry because I'm, I'm 
kind of think that Barry's gone by next year no matter what. I mean, I just – maybe I'll be proven wrong on that. I certainly think Barry's a hell of a player and a credit to the Avs and a credit to community, but you can just see the writing on the wall, folks, that you know he's, an exp- he's a guy that – who could – He's the only guy they can get real value back for, as far as a you know existing roster player. I think you know, and they need. It's clear they need a second line forward. Um, Tyson Jost still in Loveland. You know, Carl Soderberg, who's done very well as a second line center since coming up, but he's not a two C. I don't think. I don't think you know, AJ. I'm sure is rolling his eyes right now, listening if he is. That's my opinion. I don't think he's a 2C. I think he's a 3C. They need that 2C kind of guy. We've talked about Duchesne already on this. I mean, if you can go out and sign a good 2C in the summer, then great. Then great. Then you don't need to trade a Barry as much. But assuming you do, assuming those guys are going to be hard to find, assuming you got to sign your own guys like Rantanen, uh, and you're trying to do things in an existing framework where you don't blow up the budget too much because you've got so many young guys that are come up, going to come up, then I don't think you, you know, are going to get a free agent 2C very easily. Um, Matt Duchesne, if you're listening and you want to come back, <laughs> give me a call. But, you know, look, Barry's the guy and a guy that could get something. That second line, top forward. Um, you know, we've heard Kevin Hayes. We've heard Chris Kreider. We've heard Zuccarello. From the Rangers, we've heard uh, Nemesnikov. Uh, I don't think Tyson Berry is the. Uh, I don't know. Kreider would be a different story. I think if you get Chris Kreider for Barry, I might do that. <clears throat> I don't think I'd do Kevin Hayes for Barry. I really wouldn't. The more I talk to people about Kevin Hayes, the more it's like he's you know he's 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 a trick or treat kind of guy. You know, a lot of guys are like that in the NHL. It's tough to be real consistent in this league. It's not like basketball where top players score every night, you know. But <clears throat> he's been just a little too up and down for, for my taste. That said, you know, if he's the, one of the best available and you've got to make a move, then maybe Barry is the guy you got to move and you just take Kevin Hayes and see what happens. But uh, I just don't not real high on that move, and I wrote that recently. So, uh, but Zadorov. I don't think they should trade him, man. I think uh, I just see him as a guy that's a little too unique with his skill set and his size. I mean, he's he's clearly an intimidating presence physically out there. Uh, I think he creates, you know, matchup problems for opponents when when they want to, you know, come down the wing and do stuff. He's there to cut that off. He's it. I think his skating is pretty good for a big, big guy. You know, he's not blazing fast, but he's not slow. Um, offensively, he's you know got some instincts. I, I wouldn't trade him, but you know if Elliot's putting it out there that they're listening, then uh, then uh, then I'm certainly taking that a lot very seriously as being a possibility. And we're gonna have to keep our eye on things. I think that as I told Jim, you know, this is gonna come down to the last week of the deadline, if not the last night. You know, they're gonna be. I mean, if they're seven, eight points out of a playoff spot, then, yeah, they're a seller, and they're going to try to move some guys out. You know, Colin Wilson, they'll try to move out. You know, Andrew Ghetto, they'll try to move out. You know, all those guys that are kind of under, underperforming <clears throat> that, uh, you know, they're paying some decent money to, they're going to try and move out. That's just the way business works in sports. So, But Zadorov, boy, I don't know, I uh, – they better get something good back. I mean, if if, if they're going to trade him, they better they damn well better get that good, nice forward uh, that Barry I thought would bring instead. Because uh, you know, six foot six guys who can skate some, you know, with 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 growing, you know, abilities and learning still is still a kid. Let's not forget, he's what 22, 23. I think he's 22, but I couldn't. I haven't checked. 22 years old, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna start giving up on him. I don't think so. I mean, I'd still think he's worth a re-sign. I would go, you know, three years, three years, 10 million for for Z. See what he says. He probably want 12. Maybe we meet in the middle, give him 10.5, 11. I, I I would do it. I mean, that's the price of poker. He's a huge defenseman who can who can play. He's got some leadership abilities, and uh, I don't want to see him go right now for this team. I think they need guys like him more than they want to get rid of guys like him so that's just me but uh uh 
So anyway, Elliot, maybe we can have Elliot on the pod at some point before the uh, for the deadline. I've had Elliot on my podcast before, so pretty much all I have to do probably is ask him. You know, guys like that, you don't want to bug him too much. You know, people probably say that about me sometimes coming on their podcast, but generally I'm always willing to come on a podcast. I mean, it's not too tough to just talk, right? So, so I'll try to give Elliot a, a buzz, see if he'll come on. He's uh, he's never gotten big-headed about his his growing status in the, in the media world. He's a, a super nice guy, reaches out to young young people, helps them out. So, uh, okay, what are we at here on the time? We've, we're getting close to our end of our second segment. So just to wrap it up, though, uh, you know, trade rumors are going to start popping popping up more out there. The more you're uh, you're a team that's scuffling around, you know, worst record in the league since December third is naturally going to bring up more trade rumors so you know be prepared as fans you know to see to see his name out there maybe you're going to see some other weird name out there that all of a sudden pops up i mean you know obviously could tyson joe's name be in rumors probably right underachieving first round pick who's now in the minors i mean definitely probably some other team that would take a chance on him and the as may just want to flip him for for something you know so don't be shocked if you see his name. Don't be shocked if, you know, obviously you see Barry's name. Don't be shocked if you see, I mean, don't be shocked if you see Eric Johnson's name, frankly. You know, wouldn't shock me. I wouldn't trade Eric Johnson, but, you know, there's some there's some people around, you know, around the game, around the team that you occasionally hear from that he's kind of had a mediocre year. And, um, you know, I think there's some validity to that. Uh, I don't think he's had a great year. I think he was playing pretty well, though, before he got hurt. Thankfully, it doesn't look like that's uh, <clears throat> going to last any more than than the break. Looks like he'll be back next Saturday in an Avs uniform, uh, from what I hear. Uh, obviously, to have a any kind of you know injury is a good timing right before the All-Star break with a bye week after. So, so I think we'll see him. But I, I wouldn't trade EJ. Uh, I want guys like EJ on my team. I think you know big guys who can skate. The defenseman. I mean, if you if you want to just casually get rid of guys like that, you better you better have the rest of it figured out. Because if you have a bad defense in this league, you ain't going nowhere fast. So, all right, we're gonna take a break here. The second uh, segment. Come back. I'm gonna talk more about Connor Timmins. What I think is going on. I've talked to his doctor. Try to give you as much insight as I can on that. Uh, so let's come back. Third and final segment after this break. Uh, this is Adrian Dater coming to you from Bender's Bar and Grill, where you can find poutine on the menu and hockey jerseys. And so get your ass out here, and we will be right back after the break. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to BSNbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bar 
bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. And welcome in. BSN Avalanche Podcast, third and final segment here on a Thirsty Thursday from Bender's Bar and Grill out in Westminster. It's a fantastic sports bar and grill located in the Westminster Promenade with attached hockey rinks uh, that you can overlook as you are uh, indulging in tremendous fare from their kitchen as well as beverages from their really long and big round bar in this establishment run by my pal Jimmy Armstrong who I worked with for 25 years at the Denver Post there I said it Uh, so come on out want to remind listeners here get your uh, tell your friends about our BSN subscription sale going on right now you can get a discounted subscription for a year $29.99 comes out to two dollars and a couple pennies a month but also if you do it right now you can get 50 percent off our locker store that has all our great t-shirts and gear merch gear including our latest creation the finisher t-shirt with miko randon his number 96 jersey finishing off another score with his uh, patented release uh, lefty release great shirt it's called the finisher check my twitter feed at a dater for the latest details on that i've got a pinned tweet where you can get the details on that all right let's continue on here and i'm gonna switch gears and talk about what's going on with connor timmons and i think folks you're gonna like this segment connor timmons the second round pick from last year who Suffered a concussion in May in the playoffs, playing for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds in uh, the OHL playoffs. Has not played since that May day. And uh, it's been a huge worry to all involved about him. You know, anytime you go six months with a concussion, you're 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 really, you know, pushing the boundaries of uh, a worry there. Uh, But. The latest news that I have is that and this isn't a secret for anybody who reads our stuff and reads my Twitter feed and AJ's and Jesse's that uh, things are on the mend. He's practicing pretty much daily. He has not taken contact yet, though. So a couple hurdles remain. Take contact and prove that you can play also in a... They'll probably have to simulate this at first, but play in front of bright lights and big noise. Uh... You know, when you have a concussion and your symptoms include, you know, they often include sensitivity to light and noise. So, you know, he's been practicing all the time, though, in his hockey gear in a big, bright arena with lights on. And hasn't been a big crowd that he's done in that, but, uh, you know, that's that's something they can simulate probably in a, in a uh, you know, speakers and stuff. And uh, after that, it should be good to go. I mean, um, look, I talked to his agent, Anton Thune, who, based in Toronto, used to be Mike Ricci's agent way back in the day um, you know he's he's telling me he's expecting to see you know Connor Timmons in an Eagles uniform like no later than February which is right around the corner so you know that's great news right I mean we actually could see Connor Timmons in an Eagles uniform within too too long here now I think what's going on is he's going to go back to Canada for this break he's that includes, I think, much of the bye week. So we're not, he's back home in uh, Canada, I think, right now. Um, you know, pretty much all hockey activities have to be ceased by, uh, by NHL teams during these bye weeks. Uh, no official activities until they come back. This is a scheduled thing with the NHLPA had on the last CBA that teams get a bye week. That means they can do whatever they want. So he's going to be back home, though, probably just uh, probably doing what he's doing now, skating every day and working out. And when he comes back, I think that uh, they're officially going to, you know, throw him back in the pool and see how it happens, you know. Um, put on the regular jersey, take some hits, see what happens, go from there. It'll probably be a couple, three days that he's, you know, doctors are going to want to see 
how that how we respond to that. You know, a lot of things are so delayed when it comes to concussions, I think, and I'm not a doctor, but, you know, I've talked to doctors, including one I'll tell you about in a second, that, you know, you can't just take a hit at a practice and say, and you don't feel anything right away and say, you're good to go. You've got to wait, you know, a day or two to see how the body really responds, the brain really responds. So, <clears throat> so I think it's all going to happen, though, when this, this break is over. Uh, and that's great. The... Uh, you know, if all goes well, I would expect him to be playing with the Eagles. Could he play for the Avs still? Yeah, he could. He could. I mean, they could call him up. Uh, also, so many questions to be answered still. How he plays is number one. How's how's his timing? How, can he play at this level? You're, th- you're talking about a kid who still has not played at the NHL level, and he's still really young. So I would be surprised if he played for the Avs this year. But, you know, certainly nothing's out of the question. So I talked to his doctor the other day. Uh, his name is uh, Jeffrey Kutcher. He's a renowned neurologist from uh, lives in, works in Brighton, Michigan. So I think he's a Red Wing fan, but it's okay. He is the concussion uh, specialist for the NBA. He's he's on the NHLPA board of advisors. Um, he does not have an official role with the NHL. But he told me that he's consulted with roughly seven or 800 hockey players in his professional career treating concussion and brain injury. And Connor Timmons is one of his clients right now. Um, so while I did not talk to him specifically about Connor, I did talk to him the other day about, you know, what guys need to go through and how they're being treated these days and what, what what needs to happen to be fully, you know, certified to go back on the ice. And, uh, um, you know, basically, you know, the, the biggest takeaway, though, really is every case is different. He said that you're never going to eliminate concussions, that the brain is just way too difficult and, and vulnerable thing to just ever have a foolproof way of preventing concussions as long as there's contact by big grown men uh, hitting each other there are going to be concussions the question is how you treat them um, you know one of the things I you know I learned that is <clears throat> you know without quoting them directly or anything it, it's it's still it seems like the NHL still has a ways to go when it comes to the protocol of how concussions are diagnosed and, and also more importantly who's doing the diagnosing are they a, a really uh, are they a real neurologist who really knows the brain and how to treat it and, and or are they neuropsychologists guys who can just read you know uh, an EKG or uh, read or look at a brain scan and, and and, but or just do punch by the numbers kind of protocols that maybe don't really treat the actual problem very well. Uh, I think I used an analogy with him that he kind of said was accurate. It was like, you know, you know, there's a lot of guys you can change your oil at the car dealer, but, you know, when you really get under the hood, can they really fix the deep problems that are wrong with the engine? Well, no, a lot of them can't. And maybe some of the, too many of the people doing the diagnosing of concussions in the NHL are guys who just kind of, uh, you know, oil change guys instead of the real guys, the guys, the mechanics that can go down there and really fix what's wrong. So, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, there's a lot of politics involved when it comes to, sports and liabilities and concussions and doctors and who's on what payroll and you know lawsuits as we know know there's still an ongoing uh, concussion lawsuit by ex-players toward the NHL that definitely plays a role in all this stuff I think the average settlement for a player who take part in this uh, settlement the latest is $22,000 per player I don't really have an opinion one way or the other about that or what's going on. I just know that that's what's been reported. Uh, you know, um, but 
I think it clouds everything. As far as what I could gather, you know, politics and who's in control and who, what lawyers in control or what, sort of still dictating concussion policies. Not only in the NHL, but probably some other sports too. So he, uh, he's an interesting guy. He's definitely got a full schedule. Got about 15 minutes with him on the phone. He, uh, you know, it, from what I hear, the only, the only thing that Timmons has right now, occasional migraines maybe, and that sounds bad, but I think they've been pretty temporary, and I also think that they don't think that they, these migraines are uh, you know, really related to the concussion necessarily and that there's ways to treat the migraines better that they probably hadn't done before. And uh, so it just seems like everything's optimistic about Connor Timmons, and let's hope so. And this, you know, I think we've built him up sort of like he's going to be some kind of savior or something. I mean, let's let's keep our realistic expectations here on this kid. He's uh, he's never played in the NHL. He did have a great tournament for Canada in the World Juniors a couple of years ago, and that's what really boosted his stock. But the Az liked him enough to take him in the second round. And uh, they really, really were happy that he was available. I remember in that pick. <clears throat> and uh, so he's a big part of their future, I think. And uh, you know, let's hope that the concussions are gone. You know, I am always worried about a guy that's had a concussion pass, though. I mean, you're always worried about that next hit, right? But from what I can gather from the doctors and stuff, once they're healed, once they're fully healed, your, your odds of getting another one sh- really aren't any more than a fully healthy guy. But if one should occur, sometimes those symptoms can be worse and last longer than the guy who hadn't had one before. But again, it's kind of, you know, it's like... It just seems like there's so much uncertain stuff still. All these doctors are just seems like they're only at the beginning stages of trying to treat these things really. Uh, like I, but like I said, you're never going to eliminate concussions entirely. They, 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 you can lock yourself in a bubble if you want and not, never get hurt, but <laughs> that's not the way life goes. So it's uh, it's great news though that he's back and doing what he's doing. Let's just hope for the best. That's that's kind of what I had on uh, Timmons. He, uh, I definitely, if he's not in a Colorado Eagles uniform by February, then some then there's some other setback basically. So that's that's the way it goes. And uh, uh, Eagles, you know Tyson Jones still there. I mean, uh, gosh, you got quite a you get uh, kind of a good roster there in the Eagles pretty soon if. Uh, ten, Timmons is there and Jones is still there. Maybe put your money on uh, on the Eagles in the AHL playoffs, so maybe. Although Pavel Francouz, though, today was said to miss the All-Star game, the AHL All-Star game, because of an injury. I don't know what that injury is, so I apologize for that. It just happened today. Um, don't know. I don't know how serious or not serious it is. And uh, I'll try to find out, but uh, that just happened like a couple hours ago that they announced he won't be at the All-Star game. And for the AHL, so uh, wow. Um, hope uh, hope nothing too serious here. Haven't heard that it's devastating or anything. Nobody's told me that. Usually, when something's really awful or big, I'll find out somehow. I guess that's my built-in advantage of covering a team for 25 years. Is that people who tend to be in positions of power somehow I'll find out from one of them or one of their friends. So there you go. Just uh, finishing up here. We got. Uh, Definitely a bigger crowd building here around me since I walked in. I walked in at uh, opening hours here, 4 o'clock here uh, at Bender's. Now we've got a pretty full contingent around me. So I was thinking about having one of them on, but uh, we're going to leave them alone. Let's see. We're hitting the 49-minute mark uh, of the pod. And uh, as I hold on here, I just uh, almost had a glitch there. I almost turned my phone off. I know I haven't been on in a couple weeks. <clears throat> Some of it's been travel. Uh, a lot of it's circumstances. We're all kind of running around, all three of us, a lot. It's sometimes hard to be at the same place at the same time. Uh, but uh, we still give you a podcast five days a week here at BSN Denver. And uh, that's what, five times more than anybody else gives you. So we, uh, we, we hope you still like what we're doing. Tell your friends about us. We, uh, we need your support. If I want to keep going on those Airbnb road trips, uh, need a few dollars for it. Like I said, I'm saving you guys money. You're definitely not seeing the 
dater here, you know, going out for three hundred dollar dinners at Morton's or something like, like, like I have done a couple times, believe it or not, back in the day. Not that just for me, but yeah, I can tell you a couple tales on the road. A couple, couple nights out with the boys uh, at expensive restaurants. I seem to recall a night in Minnesota many years ago. I think it was a playoff series. Me, Woody Page, Terry Fry, Mark Kisla, I think Mike Chambers. Might have been another guy there, too. I think we, 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 we drummed up a pretty nice tab at, uh, I believe it was a Morton's or one of those one of those oak-paneled steakhouses, maybe another chain. <laughs> So uh, the bean counters, the bean counters uh, probably weren't too happy that night, but uh, I never was told to pay anything back. So yeah, I'm talking several hundred dollars here for dinner and libations or whatever else might have been there. So, uh, but no, cheap, cheap, cheap ass daters on the road. No man, I'm telling you, uh, I buy my own groceries on my Airbnb. I like to cook for myself, so I did that. God, I had this fantastic. Let me tell you about this place in Ottawa that I had. It's actually at a place called St. Jean, Quebec. St. Jean, is it? It's right on the border of the Quebec-Ontario line there, near Ottawa. Oh, my God. Such a fantastic place. It was like 40 bucks a night, and I get my own bedroom. I get my own. Everything was there. There was no people in the place. It was basically people who ran out their uh, apartment. So I get in this place, and it's got like a swing seat in the living room where I can sit and swing and watch TV. Um... It's got Christmas lights around the swing, so it's really Christmassy. It's got this kind of like cave-ish kind of feel, but in a good way. Like you're you're just in a real shelter in a way, like with these lights above and and, and a swing and lights above you. And, and then I've got this fantastic kitchen that was stocked with so much stuff, so much stuff that was left over from previous guests. It was like a a cabin in the mountains where everybody kind of leaves what they have and the, for the next person. This was exactly that. I had a like a massive freezer full of food, like a huge thing of that Costco pre-done bacon, right? That's pre-cooked. And you just peel off the strips, keep them up for like five seconds in the microwave, and you're, you're good to go. So I had one of those. I had like several, several, several strips of that bacon. Um, you had every spice in the world there waiting for you. You had rice left over. You had food. You had um, 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 crackers and cookies and dip and, and all this stuff. And it's like part of the place. And so I had already come in with my own groceries. <coughs> I cooked hamburger, rice, and Brussels sprouts that I make. I love Brussels sprouts. I, have, I cook them in a way that Kiss frontman Paul Stanley did uh came up with his own recipe for it and being the kiss fanatic that i am still immediately copied that recipe and i've been making it ever since basically you steam the brussels sprouts cut them in half steam them for about a half an hour uh then fry them up in a lot of olive oil um a lot of garlic uh put some prosciutto or bacon in there let that sizzle as well put the put the brussels sprouts in there grill them over the good strong fire for you know 10 10 15 minutes and put some red pepper flakes in there then you when they're just about done brown on all sides sprinkle some parmesan reggiano cheese over that oh my god guys seriously you gotta try this so damn good maybe put them in the bacon the oven for a few minutes too to just kind of bake it for about five five minutes about 400 degrees take it out of the pan don't 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 put your raw hand on the panhandle like I did once and basically burn my hand off. Don't do that. Get a potholder. Take the pan out. Voila. Bon appetit. You'll be thanking me so much, folks, for this. Do this Brussels sprout recipe, a la Paul Stanley. But I, I made the hamburger, rice, Brussels sprouts. And what a fantastic night I just had just sitting there, hugely like massively cold out, like minus 15 degrees outside. Like snow, ice everywhere, total Canada atmosphere. But I just had my warm little abode for 40 bucks a night, making my own food, um, just sort of peeking my life, my own life into their life. You know, books, magazines, stuff left over from previous guests. Fantastic time. One of the best nights I've had on the road in a long, long time. Just sitting by myself, enjoying the surroundings. Used to be, I'd have to have a lot more entertainment than that to have a call it a good night. No more, no more. Just give me a good, 
give me a good oven, some Brussels sprouts, a uh, TV that works, a shower that works, a bathroom that works, and I'm good to go. So anyway, all right. Well, I'm going to finish it up here. I think this has been it for the BSN Avalanche podcast on a thirsty Thursday from Bender's Bar and Grill. Come on out. Check out their great drink and food specials. They are going to have a Super Bowl party here. My buddy Jim. Jim, did we Jim, did we decide on a free appetizer yet or, or a free dessert? Take a choice. Take a choice. All right. BSN Avalanche, BSN Denver listeners out there. Come on into Bender's on Super Bowl Sunday. My man Jim here is throwing out the offer of one free appetizer or a free dessert. Your choice. Just show me a BSN Avalanche subscription. Basically just flash them a BSN something or other. And you're going to get a free appetizer or dessert of your choice here at Bender's Bar and Grill. And, and folks, I just told you that poutine on the menu. So I don't need to say any more than that, all right? Get your ass out here to Bender's. Come on out. Do what I do. Do what all the other smart people around me are doing right now. Visit Bender's Bar and Grill. Bender's at Bender's Bar Grill com on Twitter I believe it's at Bender's Bar Grill you will love it for AJ Hayfley Jesse Montano the rest of the BSN Denver staff I am Adrian Dater signing off here see you soon folks